morning! Good morning. This is attorney Vince Davis. This is The Secret, How to Fight Child Protective Services and Win. And our radio show by the same title is on Saturday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific, Pacific, where we take your calls, we listen to your stories, and we answer your questions. So I'm going to answer a question this morning. It's 6.30 a.m. Pacific time here in California, 9.30 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. So I'm going to take a question that came in last night during my office hours um, that I didn't see. And I read it afterwards. So I told the lady um, who posted the question, we're going to answer that question for you today. I couldn't tell from the post what state she was. So I answer, I'm going to answer this question as if it were here in California. It's probably very similar in the state that you live in, but I have to caution you. You have to check with an attorney who's licensed in your state to make sure, you know, what I'm telling you is accurate, true, and correct. Okay? I hope that's fair for everyone. I'm only licensed here in California. Um, have I ever done cases in other states? Yes, I have but I have to get special permission from that state and from that judge to come in and do a case. Say, for example, when I went to uh, Chicago, Illinois to do a case. Say, for example, when I went to Las Vegas, Nevada to do a case. Got to get special permission. Uh, it's not um, not too complicated, but when I get this, I'm giving advice to you as if I am a California attorney, okay? And your question uh, is here in California. Again, I believe it's similar, but you must check with a lawyer in your jurisdiction, in your state. Okay, so here was the question. Uh, the question was, how do I sue CPS? I get that question so many times every day, each week. Um, so I'm going to tell you how you do it as if you were in California. You can sue CPS and the social workers um, under state law or under federal law, or both. Now, um, in all the states that I'm familiar with, and in California, when you bring a lawsuit against uh, a social worker here in California, and you want to sue under state law, you must make a state claim, tort claim, before you sue them under state law. Now, what is a tort claim? A tort claim is um, a piece of paper, probably here in Los Angeles County, it's a, um, I think it's a two page form, maybe four page, I can't remember, where you fill it out and you file it with the county, not with the court, with the county to let them know that you're about to sue them. Then it goes through a process where they do an investigation, allegedly, and um, they tell you whether they're going to accept your claim or deny your claim. In my 31 years as a lawyer, I've never had them accept a claim. And basically, they send you a letter and the letter says, you know, we investigated you. Um, so sorry. Uh, if you want any money from us, you're going to have to sue us. And then you have the right to sue. Okay. Now, that's if you're bringing state claims, state law claims against the social worker and against CPS. Okay. 
Now, there's another way that you can do it. You can just file federal claims. No state claims whatsoever. You can file federal claims under 42 USC 1983. Now, that is a statute um, in the federal law that applies to everyone that's here in this country. And basically it says that, you know, as a citizen, a governmental agent, like a social worker, can't violate your civil rights. There, this law is so powerful um, that in a lot of cases, I only bring a 42 USC 1983 claim against social workers and against the uh, counties. Why? Because it gives you everything that you would ever want and need to prosecute someone, a governmental actor, uh, who's violated your civil rights. Now, that's just my humble opinion. Have I ever brought state law claims? Yes, yes, I have. Primarily, though, I bring federal law claims. Now, for the most part, you can't collect under state law and federal law at the end of the trial. Okay, you can only prevail on one in most circumstances. Okay, so under state law and federal law, um, it's kind of duplicative and it gets you nothing more. I know sometimes a lot of people like to go to court with um, a complaint that um, that has the strategy of the shotgun effect. You know, we claim everything under the sun. The problem with doing that, in my humble opinion, and some attorneys may disagree, the problem with doing that is you now have to prove all of those different things and you have to prove it to the other side and you have to prove it to the judge and you have to prove it to the jury. Well, when you go to a loss, go into a lawsuit, there's something called the single bullet theory where you have something like 1983, 42 USC, 1983, and you got that single bullet and you just prove that and nothing more. You know, the great thing about 42 USC 1983 is that um, if you prevail at trial, you get your attorney's fees paid. So for, let's say, for example, you go to, you file a lawsuit and you settle the case for a million dollars. Well, you have to share that million dollars with your attorney. You know, the attorney might have a third or 40% contingency fee. So if you pay a third, or let's say you pay 40%, the attorney gets 400,000, you get 600,000, okay? But if you go to trial and you win, and you win a million dollars, you get to keep the million dollars. The attorney goes back and then asks for attorney's fees from the judge, and all attorneys are required to keep track of their time, how much time they spent on the case, that sort of thing. And then they ask the judge, hey, judge, my hourly rate, you know, um, given my experience and my uh, time as a lawyer, you know, is $500, $500 an hour. Let's just say for an example, might be more, might be less. But then if you've spent, you know, 2,000 hours on the case, the attorney gets, and it's up to the judge, the 2,000 hours times $500. And that money goes straight into the attorney's pocket. But remember, you got to keep the million, you didn't have to share it with anybody. So those are some powerful tools that you can use against um, the county and against the social workers. A couple of years ago, I um, tangentially, very tangentially, uh, was involved or 
how can I say, I watched a colleague of mine bring a lawsuit against the um, County of Los Angeles and certain social workers. Um, he won, uh, he went to trial. And the, the interesting thing was um, right before the trial, the county tried to settle the case and they offered him um, a large sum of money. And uh, I, I was standing right there because I knew the attorney working for the county and uh, we were chit-chatting and, and right before the trial started, it was actually the day of trial, the first official day, she made this attorney an offer for uh, a large sum of money. It was in the millions. And the attorney, but it didn't include attorney's fees. And the attorney and the client rejected that offer. They went to trial and I think the trial took several weeks. And I, you know, I, I went there a few times to watch this trial. And at the end, the attorney won. Now, here's the thing. The attorney won a little less than what he was offered at the beginning. But he got attorney's fees in the case. And so the total amount that he received was probably a little more than two, maybe almost three times what they were offering at the beginning of the case. So you have to watch that strategy and see how those things play out. Um, several years ago, um, I was sitting in my office and this same attorney uh, called me and he said, hey Vince, um, I'm in trial uh, doing this, uh, I think it was a federal case and um, I, I'm representing this lady and I can't file her lawsuit because I'm too much is going on. Would you take over the case and file the lawsuit? And he said, when I finish this trial, I go right into another trial and, you know, I'm just not going to have time to do this lady's case. So I said, well, you know, the first thing was it was, you know, it's a contingency fee case. And if you don't want the case, why should I take the case? Then he told me something about the case. I met the lady a couple of times. I still was hesitant, but I said, you know, I'm going to take this case. Well, through the case, they were offering $10,000 to settle this case, $10,000. Um, and what they, what the account, the social worker had done what is in my, in my opinion was, um, kind of outrageous, but anyway, I, I ended up the case goes along. One of my associates is working on the case and I end up taking the deposition of the social worker and I'm videotaping this deposition as well as, you know, the court reporter taking down her testimony. So I'm taking her deposition about four hours into the deposition. Um, the social worker admits that she was not truthful on several different items. Now, um, as I was telling a friend, we call that perjury. She was not truthful in prior filings with the court. And um, remember, they're offering me $10,000 to settle the case. So what happened is I, uh, I made a motion um, to strike the social worker's answer and so that she would go on default and we would automatically win. 
And the reason why I made the motion is because um, it was to gain leverage over the social worker and her attorney. But you can't go to court, especially federal court, and file documents that you know are false, right? Um, I call that perjury. They called it something else. I don't know. And when I filed the motion, uh, I get a call. I get a call from the head, one of the head attorneys of the law firm. He calls me up and he says, hey, Vince, how you doing? Now, I've never talked to this guy in my life. I mean, I've seen him in cases, other cases and stuff. You know, we're just colleagues, uh, attorneys that are, you know, courteous to each other, professional with each other. He says, hey, I, I'd like to take you out to dinner and talk about this case. He says, where's your favorite steakhouse near your office? I'm like, okay. Anyway, so he takes me out to dinner. We talk and we talk and talk. talk. He talks about his life. I talk about my life, our families and stuff. And at the end, we finally get to talking about the, uh, the case. And he tells me, hey, I can get you $250,000. I'm thinking, well, just last week you told me 10000 One thing had changed. I had done discovery and taken the deposition, and I videotaped it, right, of the social worker who admitted, in my opinion, that she wasn't telling the truth to, among other others, to a federal judge in downtown Los Angeles. That can get very dicey for a person if you lie to a federal judge. Anyway, um, I ran that by my client. She uh, rejected it. Um, we asked me to go to mediation again. We ended up going to mediation a second time. And the case settled um, uh, for a very large amount of money. And the key to this case, and I tell this to people all the time that just want to sue a social worker because they're pissed off at what the social worker did. You need to get an attorney because you don't know exactly how to prosecute a civil rights case. You know, I gave this example last night during office hours. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, Vince, you got to change your transmission. I'm not going to go out to Pet Boys and buy a book or look online on Chilton and figure out how to change a transmission. I'm not going to go out and buy the parts from Snap-on Auto Parts. You know why? Because I don't have the education, the experience, the knowledge, the training, or the tools to change a transmission in a car. So if you're going to sue a social worker, before you get involved in something like that, you need to talk to an attorney. You need to uh, consult with that attorney because lawsuits are not about you being pissed off. You can get yourself in a lot of trouble. I mean, if you bring a case that's frivolous, you can be sanctioned money. Um, so, you know, word to the wise, consult with an attorney that does civil rights lawsuits, okay? Um, I see in the feed somebody's asking for the code section again. The code section that applies to everyone in the United States regarding civil rights is 42 space USC 1983. 42 USC 1983. And if you, um, USC stands for United States Code. 
so it's um, the federal law. If you Google it, 42 space USC space 1983, the law will come up. You can read it. That doesn't mean that you're going to understand it. You know, I was telling someone last week, in order for you to understand a statute, a federal, a federal statute, you're going to not only have to read the statute, but you're going to have to read the cases, the seminal cases from the United States Supreme Court and from the courts, the circuit courts in your area, <clears throat> your geographic area. I think the United States is divided up into nine circuits um, to get an explanation of what 42 USC 1983, what it really means, you're going to have to, there's, there's, it, it's tweaked from, you know, district to district, <clears throat> circuit to circuit. And you're not only going to have to know that, but you're going to have to know how to prove a 1983 case. And that has all to do with evidence discovery all right and then a big thing in federal court and in most courts states courts too is the are the rules of procedure so in federal court they're known as the federal rules of civil procedure and now to even make it more complex for federal courts there are local federal rules that put a little twist on things and local rules from um locale to locale. For example, the rules in the Southern District of California may be different from the rules in the Central District of California, which may be different from the rules of local rules in the Northern District of California. Yeah, you got to be familiar with all that stuff if you're going to file a case. Also, every, almost, has what they call local local rules so you got the local local rules you got the local rules you got the case law for that district in that circuit you have the u.s supreme court cases that tell us about section 1983 so you got all these things going on how in the world are you going to do a lawsuit by yourself without an, an attorney unfortunately in most cases i'm not going to say all because has, an has a person in proper ever won? Yes. Maybe one time out of 100, but yes. Now for you folks, the other 99%, you need to play the odds and the odds are talk to an attorney. You don't have to talk to me. Find an attorney in your area. Everybody, almost everybody has access to Google. You know, just Google, civil rights attorney. Now, you're not going to probably find a lawyer that can do it the first first call. You might have to make 20 calls. You might have to make 50 calls, but find a lawyer because without a lawyer, your, the, your probability of success is not great. You know, I often tell this story. You go to Vegas with your last $10,000 and you sit down at the blackjack table and you get a king and a 10, all right? And the dealer, his one card is showing, and it's a five. Now, it comes to you, dealer says, do you want to hit or stay? So I ask you, do you want to hit or stay? 
Now, the probability of you hitting an ace is less than 5%. It doesn't matter how many decks they're using, it's less than 5%. So are you going to take a hit or are you going to stand? Now, you could take a hit and you could get an ace and be the superhero. All right? But if it's less than 5%, that means it's more than 95% that you're going to bust and you're going to lose your last $10,000. So what are you going to do? You're going to play the odds or you're going to be the hero? Lawsuits are sort of the same way. You got to play the odds. But before you play the odds, you got to know the rules. You know, you can't come up with a strategy if you don't know the rules. You know, and everybody, the, oh, not everybody, a lot of people I talk to, on civil rights cases and on regular just CPS cases, getting their kid back, they have their own strategies. And I'm always scratching my head, and it's difficult for me to explain to people that, you know, the strategy that you're talking about, it's not a good strategy. It's one of those 5% strategies. It's not a 95% strategy. And when we're talking about your kids, we should be playing the odds. Okay, now I say that because I'm an attorney. I've been an attorney 31 years, long time. See this gray hair? Long time. And I've seen some crazy stuff that happens in courts. All right? I've won cases I've never should have won. I've lost cases I never should have lost. So you're not going to know unless you speak to an attorney that has some experience in this area. So do me a favor, talk to a lawyer. Okay, this is going to be the end of office hours today. Um, I'm going to be doing office hours this evening, again, at 8.30 p.m. If you want your question answered, just post on the uh, Facebook website. Uh, it is the secret, how to fight child protective services and when, or how to fight CPS and when. And I'll look at the questions, and I'll take one of those questions, and I'll answer the question tonight. Uh, in the future, um, my office is going to be setting up uh, where we do these um, these office hours, probably through Zoom on Facebook Live. So the person asking the question is going to ask it live, um, you know, tell us a little about themselves and about their case, and then I'm going to answer the question. All right, so look for that to be implemented. All right, I'll see you guys tonight at my office hours. Have a good day.